everyone else once again to anarchy in space i'm nikki p ready to talk about the finale of season one of the expanse yes sir and a finale it is big time because i mean our main character is dying through most of the episode is he gonna make it is he not pretty much what are they gonna do in season two we don't know yet yeah I'll have to find out. There was a lot of interesting happenings going on in this. And I actually learned, like, and this is my second time through the series so far. And there was, th- like, it's fun that there's things I'm noticing now that I missed the first time that definitely shade some of the things that I thought about in the series. And it's it's going to be interesting. We'll, I'll mention it when we get there. But so how do we start this episode off? Uh, we have, uh, we, we start, do we start it off with Miller and them? Is that, is that where I think we're at? Or are we starting it off with the other half of the Rossi crew? I think it started off with Miller uh, right after they had just gotten irradiated in the in the chamber. Oh, that's right. It starts out there looking for medica- medicine for... Yeah. Find anything that will keep uh, will keep the shit at bay until we can get to like a deradiation zone. Yeah. It's how long until we've got until we can uh, make it to the ship <laughs> until this stuff kills us? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> six hours. And then you have that amount of time for like when it'll actually make us bleed out of every orifice. <laughs> Start looking for your hair starting to fall out. Miller's bleeding out of the mouth almost immediately. It's like most of this episode, every scene is punctuated with Miller vomiting or spitting up blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Yeah. But this is going to be an important thing to keep in mind is that they've been irradiated. So good chances are they've got cancer. Yeah. Now, cancer does not seem to be a death sentence in this world the way that it would be in other words. It basically seems like a treatable illness. Yeah. Hence why they're wanting to get back to the ship so they can kind of get something. But you can say down the road, cancer will definitely play a part in how the shit works out in the show. So Pretty much. It's it's going to be important. Can't have your DNA unzipped without it having dire consequences. I, there's, there's, yeah, there's a lot to it. So first things, we've got them trying to figure this shit out. And, and there's a, they leave, if I remember correctly, they leave that room trying to figure out what the fuck they're going to do next. And there's, this is the first really poignant scene is that you have them walking out of the scene. And right, right behind Holden, as he walks out of the frame, you'll see his picture with Remember the Cant on the wall. It's not something that they, he notices. It's something that's there for the audience to see. Right. And it's this juxtaposition of, like, how the world outside views Holden and how Holden actually is. Like, outside of all this, like, he's a mythological figure. But, you know, Holden himself is just kind of a fucking dude that's kind of just lucked out. And he's been very lucky and very unlucky in a lot of ways so far. And he's kind of oblivious to who he is outside of that. Like, he's... The idea, I think the interesting part of the show is that he manages to keep it as a fairly grounded character, despite, like, who he is. And I think a lot of that is is that because they're always so involved in whatever they're involved in, he doesn't pay a lot of attention. Yeah, he's definitely, like, the everyman character. He can be relatable to just Ben anybody. So, now from there, do we go to Havasarala or do we go to the other half of the Kent? I think we go to the other half of the Kent. Sorry, the other half of the Rossi. Yeah. So, you have Black Cop, because I can't remember his name. Yeah. It's not important. He's going to die in the episode anyways. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Whatever. You can spoil shit all they want. They should have watched this years ago. So he's trying to push them. 
and we're going to we're going to find out not like officially but we're going to find out how deep Naomi goes into the OPA because you know she's asking him about all right well what about these particular maintenance corridors and those have been sealed off for years like yeah for you guys and that's what OPA uses so get me there and I can find us a way to the ship yeah pretty much um and so most of what they do like I don't want to spend too much time but most of what's going on with them is that they're gonna be kind of blindly following her hoping that she's correct that she knows how to read the OPA signals yeah in the in the shafts spoiler alert she ends up doing it like and you know they they have their their issues along the way where they find people that uh you know, want to come along and that works out for the best in some cases and not in others. And there's a couple emotional moments. Like how do you, how does that moment where like they have the little girl that's like, they won't let go with her. And then that they end up taking her off to die and there's nothing Naomi can do about it. That part really, really frustrates me to watch. Yeah. You just like fucking shoot that bitch in the face. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. That's a, Definitely one of those times where it's a tough choice to make. And then uh, kind of on the other side of it, you have when they finally notice that the scraggly guy is missing. Yeah. It it becomes clear that the fucking cop didn't want to take chances that he might be infected with whatever's going on inside this thing. And that he killed him himself. Yeah. (sighs) Luckily, he gets what's coming to him when Amos just cracks him in the back of the fucking head. Because Amos is the man. Yeah, Amos, you know, when he's uh, got his short fuse going and um, when he's got something in front of him that he needs to knock over. Well, what's funny about it is like because they play with it so much in this episode, where like he's siding with the cop. Yeah, like he's 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 like you know he's right, and we should leave. And 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 Naomi makes the final call, and despite him agreeing with the guy, he puts two in his back. You're the boss. He's like okay, and that's and that's part of the reason I love him as a character because he's just the epitome of fucking loyalty. Yeah, loyalty to a fault. Really? Yes. No, absolutely. <laughs> they also do some fun stuff with him. Like when when Miller and Holden eventually do make it to the uh, the airlock for the ship. And then like it's just him and he just, he Miller goes, oh, he's seeing the vision of Julie Mao. And he's like, oh, it's so beautiful. Like he's going to die. Yeah. And then they play the scene where it flashes and it's Amos, not, not <laughs> Julie. And he just looks up. He's like, you guys look like shit. <laughs> and it's just like, that's the only character you can give that moment. And like it just plays for comedy the way it does there. Yeah, because Amos is the last last face you want to see before you shuffle off this moral coil. I'm sure. <laughs> Sadly, Amos is the last face a lot of people see before they shuffle off this mortal coil. It's very true. Like he he shuffles off a lot of mortal coils. <laughs> so we've kind of jumped around a bit there. I just kind of want to cover all of the uh, that side of things because there's not a lot that goes on. They're just running through a bunch of pipes in the walls, and eventually they find their way there. Yeah, the one guy, Scrabby guy, probably was infected. So skipping ahead, we've got uh, we've got Hava Sarala in this episode. There's two scenes with her. Yeah, the first one is that she will she's talking. to to, I think it's like the head of the Navy and kind of, look, we, we need to kind of do something about this. And he's like, well, we need to do this about this. And then all of a sudden, that other guy from the UN, the one that I don't like, pops up. Yeah. And he's like, well, we've, we finally, we got all the data and there's been an investigation that's been ongoing and here's this. Yeah. And I've never noticed this. I didn't watch it, notice it the first time I watched the series, but watching it this time, it's clear, like they play it off that it's clear Havasarala realizes, oh, fuck. Like this is, this is what this is all about. And it's kind of realizing that this is that he's one of the bad guys. Yeah, she's she's just putting it together. And I didn't I didn't pick that up at this point. I kind of thought that hap- that that moment happened later in the series. But it's very clear, like that's what they're doing. And then obviously in this meeting, he's you know she kind of she plays along with it. it it's very clear that she notices, but she's she's not 
in a position to do anything about whatever move she has to make. Yeah, it's pretty much a, it's like, oh, I see what's going on. Let, let's let this play out and I'll see what's going to happen. Yes. And then the next thing that happens is, oh, all of a sudden, this this very famous Mr. Mao, Julia's dad that we just met last episode and we know is involved with whatever's going on. Right. He uh, he just pops up and now he's getting his introduction to, to, to the lady. Yeah. So there's some fucked up shit going on t- in this episode. Everyone's playing shit close to the vest. The, the, there's one more scene with Havasarala where, she, where she, I think I might have missed it the first time through because this is where like it seals exactly what you saw in that first scene is that I don't know what the fuck he's planning but he's planning something. Right. She she gets her husband off planet as quickly as she can. She says, take the kids with you. And he's like, well, if, if we got to go, then you definitely got to go. And he's like, I, I, I can stay alive a little bit longer. Right. I've got a I've got a, a character that I can play, you know. I can she basically is kind of she's made it a point that she's gonna play the doddering old old lady. Yeah. Who just, you know, doesn't know what's going on, just kind of in the way she's living in the old world as she puts it. Doesn't see how the world's moved on without her. And and she's gonna do this so she can get closer to what she needs to to have the deck stacked in her favor. Because I mean, if nothing else, she's fucking good at politics. Yeah, very true. And I think th- when she sees what happened with the what's his name, it it becomes clear that I think she realizes. I think she's really starting to internalize what she did to Frank. Yeah, like you can see she's now feeling some sort of way because I think she realizes the, how bullshit this whole fucking thing was, and that like the be the e- the evil is like within her own court at this point. Yeah. So we look at moving back to Holden and Miller. They've kind of decided, well, we're going to fight our way to the fucking uh, <laughs> to the ship. Yeah. And the first the first way this starts off is with uh, what's all of a sudden they, it starts with a scene with them locked in a game room, like an arcade. And they're setting up a whole bunch of uh, broadcasting equipment in the room next to them. Yeah. And so you get there's a whole lot of banter between uh, Miller and Holden at this point that I find is actually really they really kind of get into the core of things where they're they're trying to kind of establish that Miller's just wild right now. He's not really thinking. He's just acting. And y- you get a little bit into the past. Like he he, he makes a, a comment straight about like, what is it? Uh, optimism. Because Holden's like, you have no optimism. He's like, Op- optimism is something for earthers and, uh, and retards or some shit <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, belters don't have that. And then he kind of gets into a little of his backstory growing up a fucking belter. And one of his friends is the one. Why, why did he become a cop? Because he's like, I realized it was either, you know, you, you be the boot or you be the neck. And I'd rather be the boot. Yeah. Coincidentally, Holden then holds it over his head. Well, how's that fucking working out for you now? Because you're, yeah, really. you're, you're neither. Like your belters, the standard belters hate you because you're a fucking pig and you're not a pig anymore. So now no one gives a shit about you. And you just took a mega dose of radiation, which you look like you're about to die from. So yeah, yeah. Oh god, he he really looks <laughs> like he's about to die. Oh, this reminds me. There's a fucking great joke at the end where where Amos is putting him in the uh, the couch, and he goes. He's like, Jesus, man, you're fucked up. This thing keeps trying to switch over to hospice. <laughs> <laughs> they they have med chair, like their med chairs. They put them in that like read all your stuff and try and pump you full of whatever you need. Yeah, chairs reading his vitals, saying, "Yeah, fuck this guy. He's lost cause." <laughs> <laughs> Triage has determined. Let this fucker die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. So, they, anyways, the, while they're hiding in the arcade, a guy breaks in to, to actually play a game, and he's playing a game, and they almost get away with it. Just about. And then, oh. And then he wins, and then he bends down to pick up his coins, and he's nose to nose with the muzzle of Holden's gun before, bam, it's kicked in the head by Miller (laughs) because Miller can't have nice things, at which point Miller chokes him out and kills the guy. 
Yeah. Miller is really into killing people, I get the opinion. Either. He just, he's just so amoral, he doesn't fucking care. Yeah, it's like water on the duck's back. It just rolls right off. It, it's, he's got no qualms about it. He'll do it if he has to. Yeah, it's it's weird. And like, I don't think of him as a particularly evil guy, but I I think of him kind of like, I think of him a lot like Amos and that he, he really does not have a, a conscience about that. It's just every, life is all utilitarian. Like it's whatever, whatever wins the moment, so to speak. Right. So eventually the people leave. They've killed that guy. They steal his, uh, his communicator and they kind of use that to find their way out of things. They are working their way through it. I think what else? Where they run, at some point they end up running into the the guy with the like, the spy who's trying to do spy shit again. Like this guy never yeah. fucking gives up on his grift. Yeah, like just keeps leaning into the grift, and it becomes very clear that Holden is unmoved by this. You fucked me once. You're never gonna get the opportunity again. Yeah, pretty much. And the guys, the guys, like, well, he just tells him fucking go that way. He's like, you're, that's gonna, that's death. And he's like, you go. And he keeps firing at him. He misses, but like, yeah. he's like, you're not coming with us. And and then, then there's a moment. I love in that scene because you get a moment where like Holden is dealing with the fact that it's like, you brought me here and now I'm going to die from this radiation. So you've already killed me. You might as well fucking die with me is kind of what it feels like. Yeah. And even if he wasn't dosed with that high amount of radiation, you still have the protomotic molecule, which is infesting everything on board. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean... So you're dead either way. So that guy ends up getting shuffled off. Miller kind of looks at him and is like, oh, good. Well, you're not any better than me. Yeah. You're like, you may not have killed that guy with a bullet, but like you. Yeah, you definitely killed him. Yeah. Sentenced him to death. So I know there's a lot of that going on in this episode. Yeah. Just kind of everyone's looking at everyone like trying to point, like trying to, I guess, trying to justify their actions in their own ways and stuff. Yeah. And perhaps maybe they're closer than they think they are. So I think the final thing that we end up having to deal with is that Miller and Holden end up getting into a firefight because the, the one of the big acts of politi- politics on this is that so the OPA guys that they hired to help set up this whole thing show up at the docks. Yeah, because they re- ready can't let a ship go. Ready for payment. Yeah. And ready to get the fuck off this rock. Which point they're told, no, these aren't the docks you're looking for. Yeah. In other words, yeah, we've been planning on having you fucking be patsies from the beginning and you're going down with a ship. You're just more people that we can, uh, more data. That's what you are. Yeah. More data and loose ends all at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I was just waiting for a remember the can't to break out in the middle of all that. Yeah. While Holden's watching it, it never happens, but like you're just, you're just waiting for it. Cause all of a sudden like it becomes clear to the belters. Oh, you were going to, this was the plan all along. Get us to do the dirty work. You didn't mind sending us the money. Cause what the fuck are we going to do with it? And they, you know, planning it left there. So they fucking start fighting back. And then you get a big battle between all of uh, daddy mouse people and the fucking about the, the uh, OPA that they used for this project. Now, one thing that we, we didn't really touch on is there's some of the stuff with a doctor that happens throughout this. And you, you realize very quickly how fucking insane this doctor is. So quickly. Yeah. He's he's giving a speech to one of his other guys saying, uh, Julie Miles is going to make her dad so proud. Yeah. Because of, you know, basically like, oh, well, her sacrifice, you know, in doing this is going to be what what saves humanity because that this, this guy does not exist in reality. He exists in fantasy fucking Island where I don't even know. I don't know how he justifies this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's someone who definitely smells his own farts and you know, it's a pretty twisted character. I can't remember. There's a thing that I think we come across later in the, in the series that is going to maybe make his character make more sense, but I don't know. We're not there yet. 
No, season two. Just you wait. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll be there. <laughs> and hey, what else? there's another thing that he's like, so when he leaves, they, they, they leave a bunch of machinery in that room. And what they're doing is they're, they're leaving a bunch of like uh, nuclear reactors is what it looks like. And they're applying nuclear energy to the body. Yeah. And so this will actually lead to what I believe is the last scene, which is that fucking spy guy. Well, all of a sudden, like he's staring at like the the fluttery stuff that like came out of Julie Miles' mouth earlier. There's a lot more of it in the ducts of this thing. Yeah, and it's like kind of looking like an apparition or a person, and it looks like it's watching. And then all of a sudden, you see fucking arms snatch him and suck him back up through the yeah the shaft up to the top, which is which is kind of like the next step of what we saw inside the the ship earlier when we saw it in the nuclear reactor. I'm glad that that guy died though. That guy, fuck that guy. Yeah, Kenzo is a, a piece of shit. So. <laughs> While all this is going on, you know, part of the cancer we can assume is that Miller starts hallucinating, seeing Julie Mao everywhere. Yeah, he's uh, he's in a bad way, and she's talking to him, and they're like, "Oh well, I mean, I guess cancer can make you hallucinate. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it did it did hit pretty hard. Like you did take a high, ultra dose of radiation, got radiation poisoning. Clearly, I've never had it, but I imagine it sucks. I, I am amused by like all of the burns that they have while walk, running around in this episode from the radiation. Yeah, but we get to the the end of the episode, and you've got. They they managed to get past the pile of bodies that is uh, <laughs> that fight between the OPA and the the uh, Mao's guys. Yeah, and so they find their way to a fucking you know in just the nick of time to a shaft that's gonna take them down to where the ship is. And they play they play the episode right to the last second where you're left with Miller and Holden just sitting in the airlock bay calling for him and no no answer. Yeah. And they'll and then you know they're both look like they're about to fucking die in this airbay. And uh, Miller sees Julie Mao and fucking you know he's hallucinating. And then all of a sudden they flip and you're like, there's Amos he's like you guys look like shit and kind of pulls him into the ship. Now there's a few things that happen of note on the ship. Number one is that Miller does notice the black guy is just kind of hanging out there. Yeah. At which point, like, he can't do shit about anything. But you can see the glint in his eye of, like, this is fucked up. Yeah. And Amos just point blank admits to him, yes, I killed him. <laughs> as he's strapping him, <laughs> as he's strapping him into a chair to save his life, he's like, yes, he's dead. Yes, I killed him. Yeah. And you'd think if you're going to tell somebody you killed him, you may at least give an excuse. But he doesn't even bother. He just doesn't care. Yeah. And like that's that's to me the beauty of Amos. It's like I feel like this is the only pertinent data. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is this is really the only thing you really need to know about this situation right now. Maybe he's just hoping that like Miller's gonna step the fuck up and has not somebody else he can kill. Yeah. I don't know. So you have that. I think we this is the first scene where we start to see like there is an actual relationship burgeoning between Holden and Naomi. They kind of start playing on that. And then there's the moment like where Naomi is like, fuck leadership, you can have it. <laughs> it's not something I want any part in. Right. I can't stand the people second guessing me. And so in the last moments you have, they actually just break the airlocks off. Uh, Alex kind of nuts up for a second and becomes a man and says, fuck pretending that this is an, an ice hauler. Yeah. This is a military ship. I'm going to treat it like it's a fucking military ship. Right. And he, and he just fucking propels out and snaps off the the docking equipment from the, the the other ship. Yeah, we ain't got time to be nice at this point. We're trying to get away from this place. Yeah. Now, as they're leaving, he manages to get a lock. All of a sudden, he's like, well, he gets a lock on the bad guys, as it were. Yeah. So now, so now everyone, we're, we're, we're left in a position of like, okay, so we, we're left with uh, 
an experiment on Eros where a lot of people are about to die. They have information. Hopefully none of them are carrying yeah. the whatever it is. Because we still don't really know much. Of, like We know much about it, but they don't. Right. They're just hoping none of us got infected. And, you know, you've got this loose cannon because the, the other guy is about to leave. And you've got uh, the guy on Earth trying to ignite, not trying to ignite a war, but trying to, Earth is going to try and use Russia, use uh, Johnson. Yeah. Basically, they're going to try and play it off as John, Fred Johnson at the OPA is trying to make Earth. Mars and Earth, Mars to get into, into a battle. Yeah. And so now the backdrop of all this is that is somebody wants a war between Earth and Mars. Now, this is where, like, this is one of those moments where you can step out and say, someone has paid attention to geopolitics in the real world for a long time because this seems to be the MO of the entire military industrial complex is just keep people at war with each other. Yeah. And then sell them both guns, sell weapons to both sides, you know, play the game that way. Because, you know, as long as Boeing and Raytheon make out in the end, we're all good for it, right? Yeah, pretty that's much. Jobs and, that's, that's jobs in Baton Rouge, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, it's because you're watching all this crazy shit go down. But while you're watching all these this little stuff go down, there's those big things that are going on that you're not paying attention to. It's like, well, we're all worried about, you know, the little things that, that are going to go wrong in life. We're worried about where we're going to fucking get meat for the next week. Yeah. You have all the big things that people aren't trying to pay as much attention to. Like, well, what's going on with that ID 2020? What's going on with, you know, these numbers? It's a... Uh, like I said, it's it, it's eerie in particular. The like the the whole like, idea of what they're doing on Eros in this season. When you think about the fact that man, what was it with all these cruise ships infected that they were just leaving infected and seeing what happened? These little petri dishes, as it were. Yeah, you couldn't get a better uh, sample. You know, now we have people just locked in close proximity to each other. Well, and it's you know recycling air, like everything about it, like it just feels like. You know, what's odd is that even if, if if that wasn't it, like, they ignored all the data that they got off of those ships. Yeah. Like, where, oh, wait, 80% of the people on the ship were infected at one point in time, and only, two, like, two people died or something. It was, it was, it was something ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I guess, is there anything else that I missed that you thought was, like, really, really important in this show or in this episode? No, I think it pretty much covered all of it. I was going to bring up the thing about Amos just kind of being blunt, uh, with Miller about killing his friend, uh, uh, Sima Timba. But, um, you know, he seemed to like, it was like, you know, to me, it was like, yeah, I killed your friend, uh, you know, better you hear it from me than from somebody else later type of thing, I guess, you know? Well, yeah. And that's, you know, that's what's happening in Amos's world, but it's like, yeah. To anyone else in plan, like you, you're going to sit here straight faced and tell me you killed my friend and like expect no retaliation. Right. <laughs> There's not much Miller could do about it. I mean, he's currently in the process of dying from radiation poisoning. So I'm, pre I'm pretty sure there's a cool there's a cool moment later on in the second season when he's no longer dying of radiation. Yes. Like this becomes a moment, and you're just yeah. like, uh, and in that moment, like you you realize that oh no, it wasn't just because he had radiation. He just doesn't fucking care. Like please yeah. bring it. <laughs> you want to try and kill me? Go right ahead. Yeah, it's gonna be a good season too, though. I went, I, I went, sat down last night and started actually making cover art for, for each of the seasons that we're going to come up on. Oh, nice. I, I, I redid the, the cover art or the, the, what do you call it? The thumbnails and stuff for this. I'm pretty pumped about that. And they'll be, they'll be up. Great. When I did the first thumbnail, I just kind of threw it together to have something. Yeah. And I mean, your, your name is the most visible part of them, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, I feel so special. My name is in lights. <laughs> 
Hey, your name's there still, but I, I definitely put the anarchy in space way more forward. And I, <laughs> I actually put my name on this one. Oh, good. <laughs> so, so I'm there too, <laughs> which is funny because I'm the one who does majority of the talking on these things, and it's just it's just your name. <laughs> Yeah, I like to chime in whenever I got something. But it's here. like so. I don't I don't have your laugh. That's the thing about it. It's it's you chuckling at how insane this stuff really is. You're right. And that's 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 the important thing. I guess uh what are what are the technicals on this one? All right. Season one, episode ten was uh titled Leviathan Wakes, uh directed by Terry McDonough, uh written by Mark Fergus and Hawk Otsby or Ostby or however you pronounce that. It was uh, released February second, Groundhog Day, twenty sixteen, had a point five 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 on the ratings. So just kind of sticking right there, it seems like. Yeah. It's right there in the middle. The same as uh, the last episode's ratings too. So everyone was like, okay, that was the first season. I guess we'll wait for the second one. I can't wait to see the numbers on the second one when you tell me I'm next week. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, like I said, I, I think it's all in all a good season. I think a lot of the reason it's not doing crazy in the ratings is just because it's on sci-fi. Right. Which sci-fi, ha- it's definitely been having an identity crisis for the past couple of years. Yeah. Going back a long time, yeah. The be- better part of this past decade, I mean, they changed their name to like S Y F Y, and you're like, why? Yeah, you put all those Y's in there. I guess I've just got to ask the question. Yeah, like you know, sci-fi has a specific way it's been said for like, oh, I don't know, a hundred years now. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever, but I'm excited. Excited to continue talking about it. Excited to, for a new book to come out this year, and I can just be freaking out like, oh my god, when are we gonna get to season nine? <laughs> but uh yeah all in all so what are your what are your general thoughts on season one all right so season one i mean for me kind of started off a little bit slow but it started picking up once you got about episode four five and six really started step up the pace of everything well and i think that's why this particular episode like is like why we're why we don't have as much of uh to talk about i think in this episode because yeah man once the action ramps up i mean a lot so much of this episode is just fucking them fighting and running and fighting. It's just a very much an action show at this point. Yeah. This one, it's like, uh, we're going to go a little bit easy on the dialogue, but uh, because we got people to move to certain places and they got to get there pretty quickly. So, well, and, and, you know, and when you're not doing that, you have those moments with kind of like the more longer, less dialogue and more nuance and paying attention to the eyes, like with Hava Saralawar. Yeah. They're not saying, they're not saying a whole lot, but like everything that's happening is happening in long camera movements and shit like that. Yeah, her her reactions are speaking volumes, but yeah, like I said, and I completely yeah. missed it the first time through that, like, oh, she does know what's going on already, and she's just gonna fucking play her game the way she knows how to play her game. Yeah, I might have to go back and watch it again too because I, I didn't get that when I watched it. So it's like, uh, oh, dude, I mean, they, they throw they're throwing so much at you in these this this yeah. series, and it's just like I mean, in every episode there was little things that I noticed that I didn't notice the first time. Yeah. Um, God knows if I go, th- go through the book again, what the hell I'd notice. Cause that's just so much of that. <laughs> Very true. And I have a, one of my friends start, like he finished the series and then decided to go finish, like read the books all the way from the beginning. Yeah. I'm like, I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'll read them all later. But <laughs> like I, for me, I'm like, was just trying to get to the end of the story as quickly as possible. Yeah. And now I'm in that, now I'm in that hurry up and wait phase. Yeah. <laughs> So. so tough waiting for something to come out too. Like I think it did the best it could for a first season where you're trying to get people. I mean, there's so much backstory and there's so much world building that you have to do. Yeah. To get people like enough information to make sense of what the fuck's going on in this. 
Yeah. And the um, second season so far that I've been through is a little bit quicker paced. Oh, I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Once it hits its stride, it's, I mean, honestly, it might even like that stride might get faster. I think season three, I remember just kind of being like, kind of blitzed through it. A con- yeah. Just a fucking constant barrage of shit going on. And, and that one is just very run, 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 run. We're chasing after things kind of stuff. Yeah. Season four maybe slows down a little bit, but like the stakes are way higher. And, and so like, I think most of that episode all takes place on one planet. Right. But like everything that's happening on that planet is life or death. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're not a lot, of, not a lot of interplanetary movement. It's a whole lot of people just like, uh, what it's are like, we going to do? Well, if we make a mistake here, like shit's going to happen. <laughs> so Yeah. So, all right, boss. Well, that was season one. We'll meet again next week for season two, and it's going to be dope. Yep. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs>